What do you mean I can't get pregnant? You mean to tell me that not only do I have endometriosis, but it causes infertility too? What am I going to do? I always envision myself having children. So you're telling me that this condition can limit, if not stop, my chances of getting pregnant? My, my mind can't process the words that you're saying to me right now. Have you ever been in this predicament? where you're at the doctor's office after having been diagnosed with endometriosis and you find out that it not only causes your pain that you're having, but it can significantly reduce your chances of getting pregnant on your own. I want you to join me on today's episode where I will be discussing how I was dealing with infertility, my relationship at the time, and an unexpected twist in my life. So please stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Living Beyond the Pain with me, Kay Rochelle. I am so glad that you joined me here today where I will be discussing a topic that I am still a little sensitive about. Infertility is one of those things in my life that I find myself getting emotional about at random times. One minute it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me at all. And then the next minute I'm upset. It's like I'm going through all of the phases all over again. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. This will happen, especially when I first found out about it. I mentioned a little bit in the previous episode once I got diagnosed that I was still trying to be as hopeful as I can so that I could beat the odds. You know, I really thought I could and be able to have a child on my own. But unfortunately, that was not the case for me. However, yes, there are some women with endometriosis that can still get pregnant if they haven't already gotten pregnant. But for some of us, it we have a hard time. There are some options that are available for women dealing with infertility. For instance, having your eggs frozen or in vitro infertilization or in vitro fertilization (laughs) are some of the options. Everyone is different. I just so happen to be one of the cases where I couldn't have children. By the time that I found out about my condition, it had reached stage four and it had begun to spread. If you have endometriosis and having trouble getting pregnant, speak with your doctor so that you can discuss the best options for you, because there are still some options that you can try before you get to the place where I am. And it all, you know, there are different factors in it. That's why speaking up about yourself and speaking with your doctor is a great idea. Once I found out about my condition, you know, I went home, you know, I told my ex about my diagnosis and he would say some encouraging things like it's going to be OK. Just focus on getting better. I'm here for you. And that's exactly what I did. I really do appreciate his encouraging words, though, because I kept them with me for a long time. I still keep them with me that, you know, just being very positive about it, even though I know now differently. Um, The doctor I was seeing advised me 
to have another procedure done that could possibly give me this window of pain relief and maybe even possibly getting pregnant. It was it was a good idea, I thought. So I was all for it. We scheduled it. It was another laparoscopic procedure, but this time they were going to go in and they were going to burn off the adhesions. And this would give me like a window once I healed of trying to get pregnant. So I thought. While I was recovering, I thought it would be a good time to have a discussion with my ex at the time. And I thought that it would be the best time to kind of be like, okay, hey, look, this is what the situation is. I'm going to get this window. I think it's a great time for us to try for a baby because I don't know when I'm going to get another opportunity. We had been together for years. And I thought that when we first started getting serious and he said that he didn't want any kids, I thought that he was just saying that because we were in our early 20s and we were still trying to figure out what we wanted to do in life and we were, you know, working and everything. But I was hoping that one day he would change his mind. Not ladies. Okay. <laughs> if you're a man or the person that you're in a relationship with says to you they don't want kids, nine out of ten, they ain't lying. And they may not change their mind. And if you are a person who want to have children and they don't, that is a red flag. And you may, you know, you may not be in sync, you know, especially with that decision. I'm just saying that from experience. And I say that to say this, when it came down to the wire and I had healed and everything and we were trying to at least, you know, I was trying to get him to at least be like on board with me to see if this window would work and I could have a child with him. He shut it down. I mean, he didn't change his mind at all. He still felt the same way as he did in the beginning when we first got serious, you know, and it just broke my heart. Because I thought to myself, like, how could the man that I love and want to marry and want to start a family with, you know, not want to step, you know, not want to start a family with me? And I just couldn't understand that at the time. I didn't realize that until after the split that he was being honest with me the whole time. I was just ignoring what he was saying because it wasn't what I wanted. I thought that we had time and that time would change how he felt. And that was crazy because I stayed with him. And so that was on me. When you are in a relationship with someone and you don't want the same things or have the same values, Please take the time and ask yourselves if that person is even worth continuing a, a relationship with. Because you have to be honest with yourselves. Because when you have endometriosis and and your windows are, are small and you have to go through so many things, you really need somebody on your team that's supportive and that's willing to go through all of this with you because it's not easy. Please don't be like me, staying with the person while sacrificing what you believe in or what you really want in your heart that you really want. 
I lost my opportunity trying to to stay with him. And the only person that I could blame for that was myself. Hey, I hope that you are enjoying the episode so far, but don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the next episode. And if you're listening in on anchor.fm, Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, just to name a few, please feel free to leave a review, a rating, and share it with someone who you feel needs it. But wait, don't go anywhere because there's still more. So just as the doctor advised me before that my window wouldn't last long to get pregnant or try to get pregnant, she was right. The time came and went, and when it did, all of that pain that I had before came back with a vengeance. I could barely think straight, let alone be intimate with my fiancé at the time. I know that that took a strain on our relationship. I started to feel even more insecure about myself. I started resenting him and I felt so alone in my relationship because he wasn't on board. I didn't even think that was even possible. I tried to keep myself busy so I wouldn't see him as much. (laughs) And then whenever I got the opportunity to work some overtime on my job, I was like, I got it. I'm going to take it. I had walking depression. I know that's not a medical term or anything like that, but that's what I was doing. I was smiling on the outside while I was crying and in pain on the inside. I remember doing that for a long time. That's when I learned that the stress from the depression was making my pain even worse. It had gotten so bad that I couldn't even hide it anymore from my coworkers. I was working at a call center at the time. And one day I had this monitor call that I I took and I was sounding like someone that I didn't even recognize. And I know my supervisor didn't recognize because she pulled me to the side and was like, what's going on with you? (laughs) I could no longer hide it from them. And believe it or not, they were more supportive than I thought they would be. But I ended up having to take some time off And then I moved back home. While I was at home, I prayed so many nights about my condition. I prayed for my healing. I prayed for me to get pregnant and have a kid. God would send me somebody. I would get so overwhelmed by everything that was going on. All I could do was just continue to pray and say, Lord, I just want to get better. I just want my life back. So whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I'll just heal me. Just heal me so that I can have a child. Because I had more time and God moved things around and put me in a place where now I'm surrounded by my family. Then I got a chance to actually watch my nieces and my nephews grow up. And I told myself, since I can't have any kids, they would have to be enough And I was okay with that. I know I was so mean to them, though. I was going through some things. I don't even know how they dealt with me, but they did. They showed me so much love, and I am so appreciative appreciative for those moments. Once I 
made peace with the fact that I wasn't going to have any pregnancies going on around here, <laughs> I started having these dreams. I had three dreams. The first dream I had was a baby in an open crib with the light over it in the hospital. And I would look over the crib and then I would see the baby laying there. And then all I could see was focusing on was the baby's eyes. And then I would wake up. Then the second dream I had, I was in the hospital and the doctor was talking to me. And he was tell he just looked at me, he looked at my chart and he said, I can fix your problem. And I'm like, You can fix my problem. He was like, Yes, I can fix your problem. And then he looks at his clipboard, he smiles at me, and then he walks away. And I know it was a doctor because he had on the white um lab coats, his hat, you know, he didn't I couldn't recognize the name on his on his name tag, but you know, he just looked at me, smiled, and he walked away. And I'm like, okay. Then I would wake up. And then the third dream was I was in the hospital by myself in the hospital bed, which at this point, that was pretty much the norm for me because I was in and out of the hospital with my condition. And But this time it was a little bit different because there was a little toddler-sized boy at my door. And he would peep his head in and out, back and forth, you know, at the door and smiling at me. And then he would walk across the foot of the bed while I'm laying there and I'm watching him walk across the foot of my bed. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I kept having them like reoccurring. And then I realized that. I believe God with all my heart and I know that he has a plan for me. I just knew that whatever God had in store for me, I wanted to be ready for it. Well, one day my dream actually manifested in a way that I get emotional about when I think about how God has answered my prayers. It wasn't the way that I thought it would be, but God gave me a son and I feel so blessed every time that I look at him, I see a gift from God and I even named him that I will never forget the first time I laid eyes on him. He was like a little over a month old and I went to see him because I was going to help out like I had done with my siblings and I recognized his eyes. And I got chills and he looked at me as if he knew who I was. And it freaked me out. So I kind of like had to take a minute and get myself together. And then I laid him on my chest because he was so fussy and he got so calm. It's like we connected instantly. God had removed him from a bad situation and into my arms and before I knew it, I was an adoptive parent. I, I, I couldn't even believe it. I was a, adopting him. After the adoption was finalized, I didn't. I, it just happened so fast. And I knew that I, if I wasn't in that place, 
Like if I was too busy doing everything that I was doing, I wouldn't have gotten an opportunity to be in a position to be there when he needed me to be his mother. And and I recognize that. But after that, after after all of this happened, I end up having to have a hysterectomy. Um, it got worse. My condition got worse about a month later. And I had went to a specialist so that I can get a second opinion about, you know, what was going on. Because my other doctor was really kind of just standoffish with me really wasn't interacting with me anymore. She started making me see the nurse practitioner as if it was nothing else she could do for me. And I went to see the specialist and she was like, you need to have this done like as soon as possible. And that's what I did. It was a hard decision to make, but I knew that in order to stop it from spreading as much as it was doing, that I had to do something. But I felt so blessed and I still feel so blessed that I know that even though I can't have or bear children of my own, I am very more than content, honestly, more than content. And I feel so blessed that I have a son who is now nine years old. He's autistic and he is beautiful and I just love him. So in closing, I know that infertility can be frustrating, difficult, depressing, and challenging to deal with. I know that from experience. I would like to encourage you, as hard as it may be, I want to encourage you to stay as positive as you possibly can during those days when you are so overwhelmed by all that comes with having endometriosis, infertility, Always be honest with yourselves and speak your truth. I learned I learned a lot about myself in those moments when I thought that I couldn't I couldn't deal. I learned a lot about myself. That's when I realized that I'm stronger than I even realized. And guess what? So are you. I can't lie and say that I never wanted to give up sometimes or thought that There was no hope for me. Just like God had a plan for me, I know that he has a plan for you in your life too. Please make sure that you explore all of your your options with your doctor and don't be afraid to ask questions. If you are willing to think outside the box and... and explore different options like adoption like I did because that is an option for some people. It was for me, but you have to make that decision for yourselves. Do what is best for you and please don't let what anyone else say or think make you feel like your decisions and your feelings are invalid. I say that because I would hate to hear that someone else was like me and missed an opportunity, a big opportunity like I did because the person that I chose said no and I just accepted it as if I had in I didn't have another choice not realizing that I did and that's on me I had to realize that life is too short 
to give time and energy to someone who doesn't share the same values and beliefs that I have. In those moments, it's okay to make the hard decision to let go and let God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Living Beyond the Pain with me, Kay Rochelle, where we talked about infertility. I still want to keep encouraging you that if you have a dream of your own, a vision for yourselves, don't give up on that dream and that vision. Find out the best options and solutions for you. And always keep an open mind and to know one thing for sure, that there's nothing that is too hard for God to solve. So until next time, I want you to remember that you are loved, you are not alone, and that it's time for us to come out of the shadows. Be blessed. Bye.